At Henson, we're looking forward to the holidays, and that means more time in the kitchen. Now, imagine your trusty kitchen knife had a wobbly handle. You'd be nervous. Well, the same is true in shaving. Most razors on the market today don't support the blades well enough, allowing them to flex and bend. This is the source of razor burn. At Henson, we used our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to solve this problem, supporting the blade so you can use it confidently. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell the crooked referees are Roger Goodell. Yeah. like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. News all winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Welcome, welcome. You're now rocking with Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys, but we have it's entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports fam. We up in this thing. Shout out to the Who That Nation, the great Saint Thank Tank. We got the man, the myth, the legend, 
one of the best in the business covering the Saints, Mr. Bob Rose. He's in the building. Shout out to you, brother Bob. Thank you for being here, man. Uh, dropping here to kind of educate us on some of the Saints move. And we're going to go over some grades today and who that nation. And we're going to cover it all here on the show. So, Bob, welcome back, my friend. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's, it's my pleasure. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, you know, ho- hope you've been well. Uh, you know, listeners, viewers, I hope you're well. Uh, been way too long since Q and I got together. So I'll try, I'll try to keep pace with your man. <laughs> yeah, Bob, man. Yeah, it's, it's, well, bro, you know, it's, it gets busy, man. You know how it goes, you know, especially with, uh, with the, with the Saints off season, you know, it's almost as busy as the end season. So, and we just love it like that, especially what's going on in the Who That Nation. So shout out to the fam. Y'all hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Feel free to share the show's uh, links on your social media feed uh, as well as we get going in this thing. So, Bob, we were looking at a few things that just happened, man, as uh, some of the latest stuff just occurred with the uh, that's out there showing that the uh, Saints signed a defensive back Lonnie Johnson Jr. to a one-year deal to be with the saints. And this guy used to be a second, I think he was a second round uh, selection for the team uh, back in uh, picked up by the Texans originally spent some time with Tennessee. Uh, What do you think about this pickup, Bob? I mean, I know the saints have been really kind of putting everything together in terms of adding these, these, these guys as depth purposes, but how do you see uh, Lonnie's role with the secondary in new Orleans? I'll tell you, uh, Lonnie Johnson is a New Orleans Saints pick. Uh, And what I mean by that, he's a prototype defensive back for the team. He's what Dennis Allen wants. He's a very versatile guy. Uh, You know, he can play the slot. He can play down in the box. He has played free safety. Like you pointed out, he didn't play a lot for the tech uh, for the Titans last year. But his first three years in Tennessee, uh, you know, he had three interceptions back in 2021. Uh, you know, has given up about 60% completion percentage uh, and when targeted throughout his career. So he's a quality cover guy. Uh, you're going to add depth, going to add more athleticism to the special teams. Uh, yeah, and uh, about an hour before Lonnie Johnson agreed to sign with the Saints, Justin Evans had agreed to contract terms with the Philadelphia Eagles. So that was one defensive back that the uh, the uh, New Orleans Saints weren't going to get back. Now, P.J. Williams is still lurking around out there. The Saints are famous for giving P.J. Williams a one-year contract. Uh, they've done it for the last four years. But Lonnie Johnson is a P.J. Williams type of guy. P.J. was able to play multiple positions for this secondary the last few years, able to fill in and start at just about every spot when necessary. That's what kind of guy Lonnie Johnson is. And like I said, he fits the prototype of what Dennis Allen wants to see out of his defensive backs and that is versatility and athleticism yeah indeed uh bob you yeah that's that's wise to the core man yeah and uh evans congratulations to him catching on man he went to the eagles and then cj uh chauncey gardner johnson went to the lions and right after that they signed evans so uh we get liney so the saints keep it moving and, and improving the secondary uh, you know, we had some, we got Tyron Matthew there. He's kind of at the back end of his career. We got our uh, Marcus Mayday there. And we know Marcus just got over a situation where they threw out some of the charges from the incident that occurred down here. But he still has the DUI following him from New York that at some point in this upcoming season, Bob, he's going to have to, uh, you know, uh, you know, sit down on some discipline on that. So getting Lonnie helps out. And like you mentioned, 
guy with versatility that has safety. We also have Elante Taylor. We have some pretty good people uh, as well. So, Bob, looking, let's let's move a little forward on some of the moves and stuff that the Saints have had, man. Uh, we, we know about the Derek Carr signing uh, to start the position off. We, the Jamal Williams was a solid move as well. The guy loves Pokemon. He got up there with a Pokemon hat on. He said, don't call it whatever you call it. I'm not a Pokemon guy, but whatever, man. Just play football and, and, and represent us right. And you can wear a, 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 a etouffee hat on top of your head. I don't care. As long as you're holding, running a rock well, do what you got to do. But uh, some of these other moves like Saunders and, uh, and big Nate Shepard, Talk to us. Give us some uh, depth on that. What do you think about some of the acquisitions the Saints have made so far, my friend? Uh, obviously, the biggest news is Derek Carr. That checks off the biggest need for this team this offseason. Uh, it also takes off of the table the opportunity, there are the chances that this team will draft a quarterback. Uh, you know, you sign Derek Carr. He's your future. Uh, you, you re-sign Jameis Winston. I think that's an underrated move. Jameis is going to be one of the better backups in the league. Jamal Williams. Saints fans, you're going to love this kid. I mean, he runs with a lot of heart. He's a very instinctive runner, very explosive runner, and uh, yeah, he, he's going to run through arm tackles. He's going to run hard for your team. But you pointed out the defensive tackles, and I love both of them. Yeah, the Saints lost Onyemata and Shai Tuttle, and then turn around and less than 24 hours later bring in Kalen Saunders uh, you know, and Nate Shepard. And what's interesting, everybody knows who Saunders was. He's that big athletic guy from Kansas City, uh, you know, heck of a run stopper, has improved as a pass rusher. But not many people know Nathan Shepard. And it's interesting because the Saints are actually paying, actually paid Shepard more than what they brought in Saunders for. That's how highly they think of Shepard. And Shepard was a part of it was a part of a very, very good New York Jets defense last year. Uh, you know, he's he's an underrated pass rusher. But what I like about Nate Shepard is that he has improved his run defense each year. So, you know, the, the Saints struggled against the run last year, uh, you know, for the first time really since 2016. Uh, you know, and a lot of the reasons for that, those struggles were, this, uh, were the, the lack of execution by their defensive tackles. And the Saints feel that they got an upgrade, especially in their run defense with Saunders and Shepard. I don't think they're done with moves here because Saunders and Shepard are the only two defensive tackles under contract right now. So I still look for the team to address this with uh, you know, in the first or second round of the draft. And don't be surprised if they bring in another veteran free agent. But I'll tell you, these two guys, they're starting material. Uh, you know, they're they're going to beef up and uh, you know, it, upgrade the athleticism of that interior defensive line a great deal. Yeah, I, I hear a lot of uh, comment on Nate Shepard, Bob, that was considering him more of a rotational defensive tackle. You disagree. You think he'll be more of a, a, a guy that starts for him based on the money, correct? I do. I do. And, uh, you know, and I understand, you know, people sometimes, and I'm guilty of this too, sometimes they throw around the word rotational player mm -hmm. because they assume that, the, you know, this player is just going to be for depth purposes. Nate Shepard is a starting quality tackle, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, the, the Saints are paying him like a starting quality tackle. So mm -hmm. they're going to expect big reps from him. Now, yeah, unless you're Aaron Donald, there aren't too many defensive tackles in the league that are going to play over 50 or 60 percent of your defensive snaps. So this team is going to need a quality rotation. Shepard and Saunders are certainly going to be a part of that. But like I said, they're the only two tackles under contract right now. Uh, you know, so you know that the team is going to bring more beef on that inside. 
Yeah, in, indeed. And um, like we talked about, and you're right, the, the, the Saints' interior defense that, against the run was ridiculous last year. It was awful. I mean, we, we dropped from one of the top five units, a, a top 10 units the year before to a bottom 10 unit, a bottom five. We were awful. And then a lot of times, a lot of these games led to losses because the Saints simply couldn't get off the field because they couldn't stop the team from running. So, I mean, Saunders and Shepard, man, that that's, a un, uh, you know, a lot of people don't know these people is what I'm saying, Bob. You know, they don't know Nate Shepard, even though he was a part of what the Jets did. That was actually pretty good along with, uh, they had, uh, boy, they had some good players, good interior mm-hmm. linemen up there. And uh, Saunders is a guy that flashes the athletic six. He's a 300-pound pound plus guy that does backflips. So, I mean, <laughs> he's just amazing. But, uh let, what about some of the other moves? We talked about Jamal Williams. We talked about uh, Carl. We talked about the interior defensive line. The other guys, like, uh, what do you think about some of these other rotational guys like Ty Summers and uh, that he added there? The linebacker position, losing a guy like Cade Nellis and, uh, and, and that, like, let's talk about that and then we'll move into the defensive line because that seems to be the focal point of the Saints' movements going forward and possibly in the draft. We'll get to that about looking at the defensive end position and how you see that moving forward. Uh, Yeah, you're right. That is a focal point right now, uh, especially among fans. Uh, And as far as Ty Summers goes, Ty Summers is no Caden Ellis. Uh, Summers is going to be a special teams guy, depth guy. Caden Ellis is a guy who I really wanted this team to to re-sign. But I also didn't think that it would happen. Caden said something about a month before free agency in an interview that really stuck with me. Uh, you know, and you know, and that, that is this. When he was asked about free agency, he said, and I quote, playing opportunities, snaps are, are just as important to me as money. And that struck me as odd. Because, I mean, Caden played, I mean, like a monster down the stretch last year. Uh, you know, everybody knows that part. But what a lot of people overlooked is he got his opportunity because Pete Warner got hurt. Mm-hmm. And Warner was ha- having one hell of a season before he went down. Uh, but the Saints over the last few years, most of their defensive alignments, they only employ two linebackers. Right. Obviously, Demario Davis is going to be one of those guys. And Pete Warner, if healthy, is going to be that other guy. So a third guy like Caden Ellis, he's going to have very limited opportunities. So, you know, Caden is certainly going to get his opportunities in Atlanta, uh, you know, especially with Ryan Nielsen, uh, you know, former Saints coach, now their defensive coordinator. So I'm happy for Caden, but it is a big loss for New Orleans. And I think that the linebacker depth is going to be something that this team addresses. Summer's not a bad signing, but I think that that's more focused on special teams. Keep an eye on DeMarco Jackson. He's a guy I loved out of the fifth round last year from Appalachian State. He had a really strong start to training camp before he went down with a season-ending injury. I think DeMarco, I, I thought DeMarco last year, was a real dark horse to get playing time in this defense. So I certainly feel the same way. Now, if the team feels that way, then they're not going to address the linebacker very much, except for depth and special teams through the rest of free agency and the draft. If they're a little bit shaky on DeMarco, either his ability or his recovery, uh, then you might see them address linebacker maybe late on day two, early on day three. So I'm very interested to see where the Saints go uh, you know, at, at the linebacker position, 
I personally feel that DeMarco Jackson is perfectly uh, you know, able to step in at that number three linebacking role. Uh, you know, maybe even take some snaps, uh, you know, if Warner or Demario need a breather. Uh, but it, it's going to it, I'm not a general manager, so it's going to be very interesting to see if the team feels that same way. Yeah, I was I was thinking about that, too, Bob. I was looking at I was like, man, I love these moves the Saints are making to improve. You know, like you mentioned, soon as Shai Tuttle and David Onyemata went away, the Saints didn't take long. They are they were already pinpointed on who they want. It just didn't randomly happen. They seen exactly who they wanted, and they went out and got these guys and put them on the team. You're right. I think eventually the Saints do add another veteran presence, and then perhaps in the draft we'll get to that. Let's talk about some of the people. You may mention a DeMarco Jackson. A lot of people love DeMarco Jackson. I love his game. I think he's a Saints type of linebacker. But what about Zach Bond? This I, I'm sorry to bring this up. It's, it, <laughs> I'm, I'm tra- sorry to throw Zach Bond in this thing, but people are saying, Q, what about Bond? I know the guy is a third. His, uh... Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes. It's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. A third round draft pick, Bob. We moved up to get the guy. He's been a utter disappointment, but you know he's sitting in that position. Ken Zach Bond. I know this is a bit fiction because we haven't seen much out of him, like in terms of being super, uh, you know, con- you know, uh, constructive or productive. What get, can Zach Bond have a similar transition? To what we've seen Caden Hellis have. You know, Caden was a seven-round pick. If the light finally went on for him and he got he got it. Are we can Zach Bourne present this same type of thing? What, what do you think about the future of Zach Bourne? I uh, I'll tell you, I feel bad for Zach because I scouted him coming out of the draft a few years ago. Uh, you know, I, and I, I love the way he plays the game. He's a downhill guy. Uh, you know, he's extremely aggressive, uh, you know, extremely good locker room guy. He'll do anything or he'll try to do anything that the coaches ask. But the reason I feel bad for him is he was drafted into a Saints defense where he's a poor, his skill set is a poor fit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Baum was a stand-up defensive end. Uh, you know, at the University of Wisconsin, who played a lot of five-man fronts. Uh, and Bond got after the passer a lot. Like I said before, he's a downhill defender. So he was asked to be in coverage very, very little in college. Well, as you know, the Saints ask a ton from their linebackers, uh, you know, especially when they're only playing two in a, in a, a certain alignment. <clears throat> and that just doesn't fit what Bond does well. Uh, yet he's not big enough, he's not heavy enough to put his hand in the ground to be a base 4-3 defensive end either. So he's that kind of tweener guy that just doesn't fit in what the Saints like to do. Having said that, Caden Ellis, his first two or three years, he was little more than a special teamer. 
not much more than an afterthought, not only among fans and media, uh, but really among coaches and uh, coaches as well. Uh, you know, it took Vaughn a few, or, uh, excuse me, Ellis a few years to really get the hang of what the Saints needed him to do in coverage. And once he started to do that, again, that's not a strength of his game, but once he improved that aspect of his game, uh, you know, that's when you saw that light really turn on. Zach Bond has the athleticism to match up in coverage. Uh, you know, and he, he, he has a decent football IQ. <clears throat> so I think once he hones those instincts, uh, you know, back to your question, uh, is it possible that he could have a Caden Ellis type of breakout year? Yeah, I think it is because yeah, he, he's, he's a football player. Uh, yeah, and if you don't ask him to do something that's out of his out of his comfort zone, uh, you know, I think that he can be successful. Uh, you know, and we saw two games last year. I think that 49ers game, if I'm not mistaken, you know, was one where Zach played really, really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he was he seemed like you know, he was in the opposing backfield half the darn game. Uh, you know, but again, that's Zach's game. You don't want him to drop back and cover tight ends or track down backs out of the backfield. You want him to go get the ball. And Caden Ellis, when he had his breakout last year, <coughs> excuse me, more often than not, it wasn't in coverage. It was go get that football, go get the running back, go get the quarterback, uh, you know, play inside the box. We're not going to put you in space a whole lot. If they do that kind of thing with Zach Bond and they can get away with it, then I think Zach could be a pretty productive member of this defense. Yeah, and they got him now, Bob. They haven't given given up on uh, Zach Bond. I mean, they haven't traded him or released him. So, I mean, I'm looking at that and I'm saying to myself, perhaps they see a role for Zach Bond. I mean, he's a third round pick for the Saints. So with Caden Ellis gone, could, you know, Dennis Allen and the defensive brass see a larger role for him in in uh, in terms of the Saints defense of being a third guy? I, I like DeMarco Jackson. I like what he brings. Once again, Zach Bond is there. Also, I remember Zach Bond working out with the Watts. So, I mean, he was actually out there working with TJ and, and JJ mm-hmm. was at uh, last year sometime. So, I mean, he's trying to see what he can do. So we'll we'll see how it goes. A lot of people, <laughs> the family members called the man Zach Bum. But I mean, he's, <laughs> so he's still uh, he still got a lot to prove uh, to move forward. But we'll see, man, because it's interesting. Saints hadn't put him in the street. They hadn't traded him. I'm like, what is this all about? But we'll, we'll see. But let me ask you about passing you. Passing you, uh, they re-signed passing you, gave him a, a kind of a cheap end deal. Uh what do you think about the Saints' prospects on that end position? Passing your Peyton Turner, uh, what, do you, what do you think the outcome is there? You think the Saints uh, will rock with uh, passing your as a starting defensive end, but we know uh, Peyton Turner has the first-round grade. How do you see the opposite end position of Cam going? Boy, I tell you, I, I love passing you. Uh, you know, I, I loved it two years ago when they brought him in, uh, you know, and uh, he's, he's played really well for this defense. Uh, you know, so I think it was an extremely smart signing for them to retain him. Uh, and I t- don't sleep on Carl Granderson either. Uh, okay. You know, everybody talks about you know, you know, a lot of people are happy that Marcus Davenport is no longer a saint. Uh, you know, it, some people are kind of questioning you know, what kind of hole is Davenport going to leave on that defensive line. Don't forget, Granderson had more snaps than uh, you know, than both Passanio and Marcus Davenport last year. Uh, you know, Granderson is a heck of a pass rusher. He has improved his run defense. And I think that it's him 
that strengthens the rotation of that end defensive end position. Obviously, you know what you're going to get out of Cam Jordan. We just spoke about passing. You know, he's going to be a solid rotational piece. Uh, you know, but uh, but but I think Granderson is a very underrated member of this defensive line. And thank goodness for his development because you haven't seen that kind of development out of Peyton Turner. Uh, you know, and I wrote about Peyton Turner, uh, you know, yesterday for uh, in an article for the Saints News Network, uh, and then expanded on that in a you know more general defensive end piece today. Uh, Peyton Turner, he's suffering a little bit from Marcus Davenport syndrome. Tons of ability, but always dealing with some kind of injury. He has his first two years. Uh, now, the difference between Turner and Marcus Davenport is with Davenport, when he was on the field, he still he was a difference maker. He drew double teams. Uh, you know, he created havoc in opposing backfields. And other than <clears throat> excuse me, other than two games with Peyton Turner against Carolina as a rookie and against the Raiders last year, Turner has done very little when he's been on the field. And as a matter of fact, Two games late last year, he was a healthy scratch. You never saw that with Davenport. If Davenport was healthy, he was in the lineup. So a lot of people have been asking me, is Peyton Turner a draft bust? Well, he was a first-round pick. He's done nearly nothing in two years. But I'm not going to say he's a draft bust yet. Remember Cesar Ruiz, after two years, Half the you know, three quarters of the city of New Orleans wanted to lynch that man. I wanted to drive to New Orleans and help pack Ruiz's bags out of town. Mm -hmm. And then Ruiz had a huge third year. That's what kind of impact that the New Orleans coaching staff is counting on from Peyton Turner this year. <clears throat> and what, how they feel about Turner's development behind the scenes is going to be very indicative by the remainder of the moves that we see this team make. If we see the Saints go out and dra uh, uh, sign a veteran defensive end, um, you know, a, a William Golston, or you know, even swing for the fences and bring in a Frank Clark kind of player. If we see the Saints draft an edge rusher in the first or second round, that tells us that they don't have any confidence in Peyton Turner. Mm. If they do, or, or if they if they don't bring in another big name free agent, uh, or they don't address edge rusher early in the draft, day one or day two, that tells us that they're expecting some big things uh, from Turner this year. Well, yeah. I mean, I got to say, they drafted this guy, and, and you're right, Bob. Uh, they they called him uh, Davenport Jr. And he has failed. He hadn't failed to live up that in terms of the the injury situation because, man, it's just it's amazing. But passing you, you know, he has the ability to play inside and outside. Peyton Turner's a guy that with the first round grade, we look at him. You mentioned Carl Grandison, another guy. Just an amazing story that Grandison was. With all of the stuff that happened, got put in jail, yeah. uh, got out of jail on what a technicality or something happened with the the judge did something mm -hmm. and got out of jail, and then he made it back to the Saints, and just uh, just just a wonderful thing how that ended up happening. But yeah, we still not done here, especially interiorly speaking. And you're right, Bob. I, I'll be watching the draft to see what 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 the Saints do with that. I w I don't know if they'll spend a draft pick, maybe a uh, high, maybe one two. Uh, looking at getting a defensive end. And you, like you said, I guess we just have to uh, see what goes on and what moves that they make uh, heading in that direction. But that's something that I was looking at. And then you talk about the Mr. 
Iron Man Cam Jordan. Cam's what one year left on his deal, and then we have Peyton Turner on the side passing. You'll just read up. We got Grandison, like you mentioned. So I'm thinking in my head, if not for Davenport, perhaps for for uh, Cam, uh, you know, with one year remaining, do the Saints extend? Well, he they got to make him a lifetime Saint, but but still in all, he's at the back end of his career too. And what could be the philosophy moving forward? So what do you think about? Uh, as we move uh, a little ahead into some of the draft talk, I still want to ask you about another offensive lineman before we go deep into it. But what do you think about the prospects of the Saints picking a defensive end early in the draft, maybe one, not one, but maybe in the second or third round for a potential replacement for Cam? No disrespect to Granderson. Uh, it, well, I tell you, and and you you and I talk a, a pretty good amount. You know, we we both love Granderson, we both love passing you, but they're no Cam Jordan. Right. Uh, you know, it, ne- neither one of those guys are going to be perennial pro bowlers anytime soon. Uh, you know, and you know, Cam, I think he's still playing at a high level, but not even Superman Cam Jordan can defeat Father Time. Right. Uh, you know, and I doubt, uh, I, I doubt Big Ninety Four made a deal with the devil like, uh, you know, like Mr. Brady did down in Tampa Bay. <laughs> uh, so you have to be prepared to address life after Cam. Uh, you know what? But having said that, what I love about what the Saints have done free agency wise so far, they're checking off their needs as they go along. They brought in a running back. They address defensive tackle. Uh, you know, they, they, they address wide receiver by keeping uh, Michael Thomas around. Uh, you know, the, the, they're keeping depth along the offensive line. By doing all those things, folks, that means that they're not going into this draft saying we need to draft this position or we need to draft that position. And, uh, you know, and we saw this throughout the Sean Payton tenure too. They never went into hardly ever went into the draft with that kind of mentality, Uh, you know, because you handcuff yourself when you do that. Uh, You know, and since they don't have, uh, since they don't have that forced mentality, they can kind of let the draft board come to them. They have the players they like. They have the players that they feel strongly about. And, you know, it, of course, they realize that some positions take more priority than others. Uh, yeah, but we already talked about the fact that I, I don't think they're done uh, bringing in defensive tackles because of the camp situation and the unproven hole at the you know, spot opposite him. I do think that I do agree with you. Uh, you know, the, the, I, I expect the Saints out of their first four draft picks. Two of them are going to be defensive line. That's going to be my prediction. One is one's going to be a tackle, uh, you know, and one's going to be an edge rusher. Now, what order they come in, whether it's a first round pick or not, that depends on their draft board, who's taken in front of them, and what kind of moves and shuffling that they can make. Well, Bob, you you uh, you coming right at it, man. And and and, and speaking about the the. the 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 pick and you're right. I was looking. I was like, man, the biggest need the Saints have remaining is the defensive line. I mean, you they did get the two defensive tackles, like you mentioned. Read up the read up with passing yo. Still got Granderson. Peyton Turner's still a question mark. He has to prove it. And then you you look at the aging Cam Jordan there as well. So eventually he leaves. So it, absolutely, we need pass rushers, more pass rushers and run stuffers to improve the Saints defensive line. So. Uh, the Saints have some stability with the O line now, bringing everybody back, restructuring Andrews Pete still, You know, we're making that work. We got Trevor Pennon come coming into his role as a full time starter. We don't have to worry about him. Uh, you mentioned Cesar Ruiz. You're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, people were upset about the Cesar Ruiz move because you know 
And, and, and a lot of people cite, including my own, it made no sense. Cause when the, it's like what happened with the saints the year prior with the Minnesota game, it was so bad. All of them played terrible except for what Taysom Hill, Taysom yeah. Hill the entire offensive line was trash, including Tyron. Armstead, he was bad. All of them was bad. And it kind of looked like yeah. if the, the next season over with, they removed, uh, what was his name, Bob? The offensive lineman that left, uh, he still had a, de- a year left on his contract. What was his name? Uh, y'all remind me in the chat who the guy was. He was a three-time Pro Bowler for the Saints. He was an offensive, I, f- I forgot the man name, but they'll tell me in the chat. They, they got a better man. Warford, Warford, Larry Warford. There you go, Warford. I, fr- I froze too. I'm like, I could see the number in my head, but I couldn't remember the name. Right. War- Warford, that's the, the, that he was there. He was doing his thing. And I don't know what happened with him and Peyton. But for whatever reason, it, it, it appeared like Peyton was like he because it was the only move that they made from an offensive. Oh, he got mm-hmm. to go. I'm like, no, what you doing that for? And I told him at the time, please don't do that, because if you put a, you would disturb the Saints offensive line by putting a rookie offensive lineman there. And this guy blows a block. He will destroy Drew Brees. You get Drew, Drew Brees destroyed because he bl- he'll blow a block. Drew can't move. He was already, like, he was running around, like, his feet was in quicksand. He can't get out of harm's way. So if a guy blows a block, a rookie, then it, Drew's going to get hurt, and that is exactly what happened. He whiffed on the block, and uh, it was Kent Kent Street. Yeah. Kent Street, Kai Bosch, Drew broke them all up in all kind of ways, and people was madly upset at Cesar Ruiz. And I was telling them, don't be mad at Cesar Ruiz. Be mad at Peyton for putting a rookie in front of a guy with no skateboard. So, I mean, but he endured some real toughness from the Houdat Nation because he was playing out of position. He had Mm -hmm. that guard. Now, Bob, we know he ain't played much guard in college, if any, because I don't remember. I think they said that he played some guard – not the, the the season he got drafted, but I think his freshman year he played yeah. maybe one game or so. It wasn't much, but then the guy had to make the move from center to guard and learn all that stuff. And Doug Marone helped him out, and he had a, ter- a terrific – I got to give him all the praise in the world for that. So the Saints offensive line is together. Let's talk about this other cat they picked up, Bob, from the Chargers uh, for depth purposes. I know you like what, you, what the Saints have done from an offensive line standpoint, but – from an offensive line backup perspective, what do you think about some of the moves that they made? I know we got her still as our swing offensive lineman. We read up, we read up for one year with Calvin Throckmorton. Mm-hmm. How about this Storm Norton? What kind of report could you tell us about Storm Norton? What is he? What could he bring to the team? Could he challenge anybody? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, as far as challenge for the starting job, no, I don't think so. Uh, I think the Saints are too good at tackle right now. Uh, as far as challenging for the best name on the team, yeah, 
Uh, yeah, I, I, you got to love the name Storm Norton for an offensive lineman. Uh, yeah, but <clears throat> all jokes aside, he, he's a guy that has started in this league at both left tackle and right tackle. Uh, you know, he bounced around uh, a little bit early on in his career, uh, you know, even a stint over in the XFL, uh, uh, you know, one, one, one or two attempts ago for that league uh, before coming back. Uh, you know, but the last two years, you know, two years ago, he started 15 to 16 games for the Chargers. Uh, you know, and you know, at last year he was in and out of the lineup. Uh, you know, he's he's the kind of guy the Saints love as a backup, the kind of guy that could play either tackle position, uh, you know, uh, line up as, you know, you know, we, we know that when new Orleans likes to go heavy in those goal line situations, they don't like to use three tight ends anymore. They'll bring in an extra tackle. Storm Norton is that kind of guy. Uh, you know, he's not a guy that you want to plug in for 10, 12 games as a starter. Uh, but if you have to play him for you know, a couple games at a time because, you know, one of your main guys go down, uh, you know, you're you're not going to have that much of a drop off. It's only going to be a long as a long term starter. Uh, you know, so, yeah, I, I think Storm has a real good opportunity to stick around as a depth piece because of his ability to play either side. Uh, you know, and you know, he, he's a nasty run blocker. Uh, you know, his his technique and over overall athleticism he's uh, in pass protection that's where he struggles a little bit but if you tell that man to just fire straight ahead and take out the man in front of you to seal that edge for uh, to to set that edge for the runner to get around the corner he is perfectly capable of doing that yeah i, I was watching some tape on uh, storm norton bob and man he was blowing some guys up he was running ahead and yeah that was that's definitely a big man he's six seven almost 320 pounds moving like that. So it just amazed me when huge humans like that can do what they do and be and and do that. So that's an interesting under the move signing by the Saints. Perhaps we talked about some of the depth last year, not looking too good. Perhaps Landon Young has to step up. Maybe he's being put on notice, even though he plays tackle and guard. But uh, yeah, I, I, I got to give it to him. He, the guy is uh, quite athletic. All right. So let's move forward, Bob. Let's, let's, let's talk draft. We pretty much covered everything we covered a lot of the, the the stuff. Anything in particular you want to uh, make mention about the Saints? We talked about Carr and Jamal Williams and these guys. Uh, any other uh, player that you want to touch on before we get into the draft? Perhaps Michael Thomas or Juwan Johnson. Anybody? Any any anything you want to touch on? Uh, I, I'll I'll repeat. Uh, I, I love the fact that they kept Michael Thomas. I think that that was an underrated need for this team. Uh, yeah, we we know Alave. He looks like a potential star. You got. You have to love the development of Rashid Shahid, yes. but neither one of those guys can do what a healthy Michael Thomas can do. And I understand the key word is healthy with MT, uh, but it, you know, if he is, he will dominate the intermediate zones of a defense, and that's the kind of that's the area where Derek Carr needs to attack. Uh, that's the, the area where Pete Carmichael likes to attack to open up downfield shots for guys like Rashid. Uh, for you know, for sideline shots, run after the catch opportunities for guys like Alave, uh, Juwan Johnson. I mean, he's a matchup nightmare. I love this kid. Uh, you know, at one, he was asked to switch positions. Uh, you know, came into the league as a wideout. His second year as a tight end. Uh, you know, the only NFL tight end that had more touchdowns last year, uh, you know, receiving touchdowns, was Travis Kelsey, right. and that guy's pretty darn good. Yes. Juwan Johnson is not going to be mistaken for Travis Kelsey anytime soon. 
but he could provide the kind of matchup nightmare uh, you know, for the Saints. And, you know, you, you and I talked about the possibility of Foster Moreau, uh, the former Raiders tight end coming on. Do not be surprised if the Saints draft a tight end if they're unable to bring in a veteran, uh, a more traditional guy. Uh, but if they don't, or even if they do, Juwan Johnson is going to be a big part of this offense. And I know everybody wants, wants or thinks that the Saints are going to draft an offensive lineman. They did, folks. Last year, Trevor Penning. They intend on this kid being this big cat being their left tackle. Uh, they re-signed Pete. They reworked Pete to keep him on the roster. That is, uh, yeah, they're already set with Ruiz at the other guard with Eric McCoy at center. <clears throat> but the key is if Penning can develop as the left tackle, and that's why he was drafted. That opens up the possibility for not if, but when Andrus Pete gets hurt again. You now don't have to play Calvin Throckmorton, who's a pretty solid backup, too, by the way. You have a veteran starter in James Hurst, who's better suited for a guard position than he is a tackle. So Saints, this Saints offensive line is a whole lot better if, if they stay healthy than what they were last year. I don't take off the possibility that I don't take the possibility off the table completely that they'll draft an offensive lineman. I just don't think it's a need. So again, it's a draft board kind of thing, depending on where the players are that they like the most. I don't think this coaching staff is going into this draft saying, I think we got to come out of here day one or day two with an offensive line. I think they got a pretty good offensive line going into this year. Yeah, yeah, that that's uh, well said, Bob. And uh, Trevor Pennant is definitely a guy that's uh, they 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 got them there for that position. Andrus Peters, Dan, you're right. Uh, Andrus is a three-time Pro Bowler, but it, it appears that his body's breaking down. Good thing we got James Hurst to help out there uh, interiorly when he does. McCoy got his bread. Cesar Ruiz is improving, and hopefully Ryan Ramchek can remain healthy and get back to his pre-big uh, his pre-cash in the check day. Because uh, he just doesn't look the same since uh, yeah. taking over that uh, since uh, starting the right tackle position. So hopefully he's healthy to go. All right, Bob, but you do provide us the perfect segue, my friend, to kind of move in the direction of uh, the draft. And I know you made mention of uh, uh, you kind of threw that out there already about potentially uh, the Saints taking uh, picks in the or or with the first pick and the second round picks. You think that the Saints will ultimately take a defensive lineman or uh, there. Kind of elaborate on that, my friend. What do you what, what do you what do you see in the draft for us? Who do you like in the draft uh, in terms of uh, some of the, the the players for the Saints? Who do you who do you who do you favor? <laughs> well, first, they got the guy I loved the most in the draft was Hendon Hooker, the quarterback from Tennessee. Yeah, but Saints fans, I, I, that ain't going to happen. Uh, you know, they they got their quarterback in Derek Carr. They got their backup in Jameis Winston. Uh, they're going to address other needs with this draft. Uh, and, and, and again, they did such a nice job of checking off their needs, running back Jamal Williams, those two defensive tackles, bringing back Michael Thomas. So you know, it, it, this team is not going into this draft saying we need this position or we need that position. Having said that, there are a couple spots in this draft that I absolutely love the depth. One of them is the defensive tackle position. I knew all along, I think most of us knew all along, that the Saints were going to bring in some free agent defensive tackles. They were going to have to. Uh, and they did a great job at doing so. But I also fully expect this, uh, this franchise 
to, you know, with one of their first three draft choices uh, that, uh, that they're going to draft a defensive tackle. Uh, yeah, and there's a bunch of good ones. Uh, you know, Brian Breesey from Clemson uh, you know, it, it, it is a first round guy. Uh, but two guys I'm watching very, three guys I'm watching very closely. Uh, Kalajai Kansi from Pitt. Uh, you know, he's a smaller guy, but you'll, you won't find a better athlete at defensive tackle. Uh, and then two big monster guys, Mozzie Smith from Michigan and Siaki Ika yeah. from Baylor. Uh, I'm going to have to practice pronouncing that name if they do draft him. Both of those guys are over 330 pounds, but they have explosive first steps. And if you want to talk about a guy that they, they that can shore up your interior run defense, it's going to be either Ika or Mozzie Smith. Uh, yeah, I mean, those guys are absolute monsters. Cansey from Pip, he's a, he runs about 285. Uh, you know, and it's not that he's weak against the run, but he's not going to be that guy that ties up and destroys two or three blockers. He's your, he's more of an inside pass rusher guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, any one of those three guys, I would love to see you know, with a first round pick. <clears throat> but again, defensive tackle is a spot that has some great depth. So you know, if they don't draft tackle in the first round, uh, they wait till day two, maybe even early day three. Uh, you know, uh, Keandre Coburn from Texas. Uh, a Jomo, another kid from Texas, Keanu Benton from Wisconsin, Gervon Dexter from Florida. Those are a couple of the mid-round names uh, you know, that you're going to see come off the board at defensive tackle. Uh, but Q, you keep talking about you know, the defensive line in general, and I think that's a great point. Uh, you know, it, it, and again, I go back to where this team feels about Peyton Turner. If they feel confident about him, uh, you know, then they might not address the, the, the edge spot early in the draft. If they're a little iffy, uh, unfortunately, edge a defensive end looks like a relatively thin position in this draft. I've seen a lot of mock drafts within the last week, uh, you know, having the Saints select Miles Murphy out of Clemson. Uh, I look at Murphy as, as, a, uh, as a Peyton Turner clone. You watch that film, you see loads of athletic ability and explosiveness from this guy. But he's been inconsistent throughout his college career. That light has just never come on for him. A guy I love is uh, Isaiah Foskey from Notre Dame. He's going to be a late round one, early round two guy, right in the range where the Saints have two draft picks at 29 and 40. So Isaiah Foskey might end up being a New Orleans Saint. Uh, If not, again, depth at this spot in the draft, it doesn't look great. Uh, I know people talk about Nolan Smith, uh, Larry, the kid from LSU, right. uh, Ozumo, the kid from Kansas State, Zach Harrison from Ohio State. You know the Saints love to di- dip their toe in that uh, Buckeye well. <clears throat> a couple of those guys could be possibilities in round two or round three. Uh, yeah, we'll have to wait and see how it pay, you know, pans out. Uh, but, yep, again, if the Saints don't feel – or if the Saints feel the Peyton Turner's development is a little bit iffy, you might see them get an edge rusher first and then go after a defensive tackle a little bit later because that's where the depth is in that position. Yeah, that's well said, Bob. And you, you right. I, I do like Isaiah Foskey a lot, man. You put the tape on, this guy could play, man. He had like 11 sacks last year. The, the guy is, is terrific, man. Love watching him play the game. And he'd be a solid addition. Which one of these defensive ends you like, Bob? Because I know uh, we got the habit of – 
looking in a draft and say, hey, man, let's draft, you know, the Saints drafted the, the next Marcus Davenport and they, it's Peyton Turner. How, well, let's look at it. Which one of these guys that we see in the draft in terms of the defensive end to you, in your opinion, favor a Cam Jordan? Which one of the defensive ends that you were able to study, uh, you know, favors or kind of reminds you of Cam's game? To me, it's Foskey. Uh, you know, he's, uh, he's not as big as Cam, uh, you know, Cam, I, I think Cam was running about 280, 285 when he came into the league. Uh, you know, but Foskey's a taller guy, six, five, you know, like Cam, uh, Cam's not quite that tall, but, uh, and you know, Foskey runs about 264. Uh, but he, you know, with that lanky frame, uh, you know, that, that gives him the opportunity to add bulk, to add muscle. Uh, you know, and I already talked about, you know, his, his size, uh, you know, his size and speed along that edge. Uh, you know, and, and he's a baller. Uh, you know, he, he will track down that ball carrier. He has a nose for the football. <clears throat> he's a little bit stiff, uh, you know, when he's playing against the run. Uh, but if I can, rec- you know, if I recall correctly, and I'm showing my age a little bit when I do so, when Cam came into the league in 2011 from the University of California, uh, you know, one of the reasons why he went later in the first round was because a lot of people doubted his ability to play the run. The criticism of Cam then was he plays the run a little bit too stiff. Blockers can take out his legs. That's the kind of thing I'm hearing about Foskey. Uh, but uh, when, uh, Again, Q, you know, and you mentioned when you watch this kid on film, uh, you know, he just he has a nose for the ball. So you know, when you have a nose for the ball, that implies that you have good football instincts. So whatever weaknesses in your game, if you have good football instincts, those can be coached out of you. So you know, to me, I would take a Foskey over a Miles Murphy over a Keon White. Uh, you know, he's a wonderful athlete out of Georgia Tech. Uh, but he's a little bit raw. To me, Foskey is a guy that if you told me that I could take him in the first round, he's a plug and play guy. I think he I think he's a terrific athlete. Yeah, I would I would I would I've been studying uh Foskey a lot. Uh KT, our resident great Saint Think Tank Scout, did a wonderful job of uh putting him on my radar. And I, I seen him play, but I didn't know how really good Foskey was until I started studying his film and how he plays, man. He is yeah, he I would agree with you. That he's a guy you put him on a little weight. This guy could be a starter for you for the next five to ten years, and uh, in the black and gold building. To be honest with you, yeah, defensive end, defensive line, and you're right, Bob. And great assessment there. You talk about how deep the defensive tackle position is. Yeah, we got a ton of tackles of all types, shapes, and, vi- and varieties. You got the big guys uh, like uh, you mentioned, Mozzie Smith and the Dancing Bear from Baylor, Ika, but they have a lot of other terrific defensive tackles too. Uh, you mentioned Dexter and and even uh, Pickens from South Carolina. You still mm-hmm. have LSU's um, man, LSU uh, uh, Roy Roy from uh, uh, Roy from uh, LSU. He's there as well. So I mean, yeah. a lot of really talented uh, uh, defensive tackles. So great assessments there. Outside of the defensive line in the draft, Bob, what do you th- where do you think the Saints go? Uh, in terms of any other position, do you say, do you see the Saints making a move in the wide receiver room, perhaps getting a young wide receiver or perhaps repl- uh, remember what they did last year with Jarvis Landry as a insurance policy for Michael Thomas? Is Landry an option this year or a Landry type veteran available or simply do the Saints just say, you know what, we only got Mike on a one year prove it deal. 
Uh, we do have Rashid Shahid. We have Chris Olavi. But how about getting him a compliment wide receiver in the third round, perhaps? What do you think about the wide receiver position for the Saints? Yeah, I do think that they address wide receiver, uh, you know, in the third round or maybe early on day three. Uh, you know, the, the, the draft doesn't seem to be real. The, this draft doesn't have a lot of talent at the top. Uh, you know, now you know, uh, Jackson, the kid from, uh, you know, Jackson Smith, the kid from Ohio State, Quentin Johnson from TCU. If either one of them are available at pick 29, I think you take them. Uh, you know, I think they are that good. If they're not, uh, you don't need another Chris Olave. So the people that wanted, you know, Zay Flowers, uh, you know, Jordan Addison from USC, who I love, uh, you know, Jalen Hyatt from uh, uh, Tennessee, all three of those guys are Chris Olave clones. And while that's great to have, you need a physical guy that's going to dominate those intermediate zones. I know that Michael Thomas is that guy, but it's real dangerous to count on a guy that's missed 30 of the last 40 games or 40 of the last 50, however it works out. Mm -hmm. So that's why I do agree with you that I do think that they'll look at a physical wide out, uh, but they'll probably, unless, uh, unless the Ohio state kid or Quentin Johnson falls to them, they're going to wait and address that a little bit later. A couple names to keep an eye on Cedric Tillman from Tennessee, Hyatt's uh, teammate, uh, you know, Tillman might be, a, you know, you might have to take a flyer on Tillman in the second round, but I'd be okay with that. Uh, if that's who you identify your guy as, yeah. uh, you know, Jonathan Mingo from Mississippi, Rakeem Jarrett from Maryland, uh, Bryce Ford Wheaton from West Virginia, uh, you know, Ford Wheaton is six four two twenty one, and he could, he's a four, three guy. Uh, yeah. So he's a guy I really love any of those guys. Yeah. Tillman, like I said, Tillman's probably a second round pick. Any of those other guys, they're late day two, early day three kind of picks. Uh, you know, and, and I think that there are guys that you can work into your pass catching rotation right away. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, not only wide receiver tight ends, tight end is another position that I don't think they're done with. They okay. may sign a free agent guy. Foster Moreau would be great. Uh, you know, Irv Smith jr. Uh, you know, son of a former Saints tight end. Uh, you know, if he drops his salary demands a little bit, he'd be a great pickup. But if not, there are four or five terrific pass catching tight ends in this draft where if they don't go wide, a physical wide receiver, they'll go a physical tight end. I see them going one direction or the other. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. There you go. And uh, you mentioned Tillman, man, and the connections. Uh, I mean, the. Tennessee balls have in the black and gold building a uh, countless guys that passed through there and not to mention uh, the, the our current wide receiver coach, uh, Cody Burns. Comes yeah. out of there. So 
I mean, the ties that bind, man, and the connections that we make here. So, I mean, that could be interesting moving forward. But, you know, like I said, Bob, and I, I agree on that. I was like, okay, they did make it, you know, approve a deal for Mike, one-year deal. But you're right. You're absolutely right. We still need an insurance policy to a degree for Michael Thomas and him, you know, moving forward and, and getting that uh, a player. So uh, we'll see. I, I do love Wheaton, though. I, I'm not going to lie, man. That's a, that that guy will be a good addition for the Saints wide receiver room, to be honest with you. All right, Bob, uh, as we get ready to get ready to close for the family members that's ch- tuning into the stream today, man, we got Bob Rose. Uh, representing the Saints News Network and the Bayou Blitz podcast. Bob is always there dropping some supreme facts on us about the Saints and and doing some excellent commentary as well in the, you know, in the, in, in the building. And we know Bob has been here several times before. He's an honorary member of the Great Saint Think Tank. We love Bob, man. We appreciate Bob's dedication to the team. So, Bob, uh, are there any more uh, topics uh, that you want to cover with the Black and Gold, uh, my friend, before you uh, tell the family members where to go to see you? No, Q, thank you for the kind words. It is always a pleasure to join you. Uh, we we got to do this more often. I got to get you on my show. Uh, I've been dropping the ball there. Uh, you know, so yeah, expect Brendan and I will be in touch to get you on uh, on our show Wednesday nights. Any time, my friend. Anytime. Uh, but yeah, one more position that I think that this team addresses, and that's running back. I don't think it's going to be with another free agent. Uh, but remember, Mr. Kamara. He, he's going to be having a seat for at least six games this season, depending on how that legal process plays out. And even if he doesn't, I think the Saints have learned a lesson by not having enough backfield depth in either of the last two years. If Kamara gets stinged up or even if he doesn't, what's Alvin Kamara do best? Operate in space. Right. What have they not done with Alvin Kamara the last two years? Get him in space. Right. Now, Jamal Williams is going to help out that a great deal, but do not be surprised if the Saints spend a day two pick on a, a guy like uh, you know, Zach Charbonnet from UCLA, uh, Tajay Spears. Everybody you know, knows and loves Tajay Spears from uh, right. Tulane. Uh, two other guys that could be a, a day three steal. Israel Banacanda from Pitt. Uh, Turn on the film for Chase Brown from Illinois, and you tell me he doesn't remind you of, of Mark Ingram. Oh, yeah, yeah. that Bob, I was watching film on that. Uh, KT sent me some film. Our, our scout uh, brother sent us some film. That kid was just, man, he hits the whole full blast. He was running through arm tackles and making cuts full speed. He's a brutal run. I was like, man, who the hell is this kid? But man, he was absolutely terrific, man. Yeah, that that guy. I, where would he? Where where would uh, where does you? Where would you think he goes somewhere in the draft between three and five? What do you think he falls? I do think I, I do think Chase goes between three and five. Okay. Uh, you know, and if it's three, it's going to be late three. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, he he is that good. Uh, yeah. You know, if you're the Saints, you're hoping to address your defensive line needs first. Maybe grab a wide receiver, uh, you know, or, or a tight end uh, among those first three picks. So if you're going to address running back, you're hoping to be able to do so in the middle rounds. But again, luckily, I mean, I just named what four or five guys off the top of my head, right. uh, you know, that I've watched film on, uh, you know, that aren't expected, that aren't going to be first round picks, that are going to be mid day two, early day three picks. I think Chase Brown is going to be in that mix, uh, right. and he might be. A at the back half of the mix because Illinois has not been a real strong team the last few years. So, you know, he's not on the national spotlight. Uh, you know, he, uh, you know, he, he has played well, uh, you know, in, in the, uh, 
uh, in, in the bowl games uh, in the postseason bowl games uh, you know, and things like that. But Chase Brown is not a guy with great measurables that's going to stand out at the combine. He's not a four three guy. Uh, you know, he doesn't have uh, he doesn't have the perfect size for a running back. More of a spark plug kind of guy. Uh, you know, so that's why I think Chase might even fall into day three. Uh, but I thought he's one of my favorites in the draft. I hate to have favorites, especially at the running back position. Uh, but I uh, got to admit, when I watched Chase Brown, like I said, yeah. first thing that popped into my guy looks like Mark Ingram running the ball. Man, he is man. Y'all got to watch if y'all haven't seen him. Uh, put the tape on him and watch him. Another one that uh, uh, some of the family members put me on was Mo Ibrahim from. Um, where's the guy? Let me see if I can find him on my draft board here because I wrote it down. Minnesota. Yeah, Boy, yeah. Look, look him up, Bob. If you. Uh, if you hadn't heard of him, man, that's a really good one too. Another really, it got some pretty good unknown backs there. Bob, what do you think about Gibbs from Alabama? You think he's something that the Saints could uh, looking at from Alabama? How you feel about uh, Gibbs? I like watching Gibbs a lot. Uh, yeah, and I, I would have included him in the running backs that I mentioned a minute ago, but the only reason I didn't is because Gibbs does what Gibbs does best is what Alvin Kamara does best. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I realize they're going to need somebody to do that. Uh, you know, not only as Kamara gets older, but even as early as this season, right. uh, you know, for at least the t- period of time that Alvin is going to be suspended. Right. <clears throat> so I wouldn't be angry if they drafted Jameer Gibbs. Uh, you know, and the reason I wouldn't is because they've already signed Jamal Williams and Jamal is a starting running back. He right. could start for a lot of teams in this league. Uh, you know, and you know, I think if Alvin needs a breather or when Alvin is suspended or nicked up, uh, you know, it, J- Jamal Williams is going to play extremely, extremely well. Right. So because they have that signing, you do have the luxury to to go out and get a Jameer Gibbs uh, you know, where because you don't need an in between the tackles guy uh, you know, as much as you did as soon as the offseason started. Right. It, it's and you make a great point on that. I love the the potential thunder and lightning pairing of Kamara and Jamal Williams, man. And like you mentioned, the depth position underneath them of uh, so many different type of running backs. I know a lot of people love Tajay Spears and what he brings. And he said that he'll love to play for the Saints, but I don't know his, his, uh, you know, I don't know if he'll even be there in the third round. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, Bob, he might be going by the second. His stock is really rising, man. Yeah, it could. Uh, no, I'm happy for Spears, but the worst thing that could have happened for a Saints fan is the fact that he did so well in those postseason workouts, uh, you know, and for Tulane in general this season, uh, because he just he, he caused his draft stock stock to absolutely skyrocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and yeah, because of that, I personally feel like the Saints are going to address more pressing needs with their draft picks early on. There, there it is. There it is, man. It's Bob Rose. And of course, some of the family members asking about Lonnie Johnson. And uh, we talked about that earlier in the stream, family. So if y'all missed it, just simply feel free to rewind the stream once uh, it's over with. But Justin Evans, we talked about him headed toward the Eagles. And of course, Chauncey ended up with Detroit. So they somebody signs a safety, another guy signs safety. We got a safety. So, you know, we talked about that early on. So, Bob, feel free, my friend, to tell the uh, rest of the who that nation out there who not they everybody pretty much know who you are. But for those who don't know, tell them where you could be reached, my friend, for you. For uh, uh, folks, you can follow me over on Facebook, uh, Bob Rose. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Bobby R. Twenty six, thirteen. 
uh, all of my works I do publish on my personal pages, uh, but they can be followed also through the Saints News Network at Saints News on Twitter. Uh, and we do all the New Orleans Saints coverage for SI.com as well. Uh, not only my articles, uh, but my uh, our boss, Kyle T. Mosley, uh, our, our writer, our boots on the ground writer uh, at the Saints facility, John Hendricks. Uh, we'll give you editorials. Mock draft season is coming up. I'm going to be throwing out a bunch of individual uh, draft profiles, uh, you know, for players that I've scouted. Uh, I'm going to hit a couple players up at the Pit Pro Day at the end of the month. I'm excited for that. Uh, yeah, so stay tuned for that. Uh, we do have our show, The Bayou Blitz. Uh, we uh, we go on uh, every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Time, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, so, you know, make sure you catch that. We're going to have a lot of great guests uh, throughout this offseason, uh, you know, including your man Q here. Uh, you know, we're going to give you our best, uh, you know, free agency previews, draft previews as we go along. Uh, you know, if you follow me in the last couple of years, you know that Brendan Boylan and I uh, do a marathon draft coverage for all three days uh, you know, of the NFL draft. So I'm hoping to, you know, I'm hoping to get rid of this strep throat, uh, you know, but before the heavy duty coverage comes along. Uh, but you know, it's, it, it, it's hard to miss me on social media. If you already follow me, thank you. And God bless you for doing so. Uh, you know, if you don't, or you've never tuned into the Bayou Blitz, uh, you know, we're, uh, you know, we put on the best show that we can for you. Uh, so, you know, get, give us a shout and let me know what you think. All right, man. Bob's the man. We cover a lot of Bob's work, by the way, and uh, uh, Brother Kyle and, and and the rest of the family members over there cover a lot of their work here. And like I always share, some one of my favorite uh, Saints News information sites, I always rely on the Saints News Thank Network you. because they're thorough. They're thorough, man, and they know what they're talking about. So for the rest of the fam, once again, thank Bob for chiming in and uh, we got to bring Bob back at a little later on, man. He's a busy man. And as you can see, Bob still uh, holding it down, man. He just, you know, he's uh, fighting through some stuff here. So send some prayers his way and his family way as well as we always do in the Houdat Nation here. Thank you. So with that being said, we're going to get on out of that. Listen, fam, please feel free to go over to Bob's channel and and, and follow and share his articles. Uh, uh, subscribe to the Bayou Blitz podcast over there. Show him some love. Let's help lift him up. And also shout out to the rest of the family members out there. Please feel free to share the news articles and, and put them on out there, man. We talking Saints, man. It's our time. Carolina making some moves. My boy uh, from the Panthers Nation podcast, Dave and Rashad, they talking big crap to me. I just did uh, uh, NFC South stream there, Bob. When uh, when you know, I had to talk my stuff here about the Saints. You know, I can't. You know, they feeling good. They signed Adam the Adam Thielen, and I said y'all looking pretty good. But let's yeah. see how it all go. You putting a lot on that old rookie there. You, you talking about him coming? You know, we 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 gonna have to do something with them rookies there. So so anyway, with that being said, I appreciate all you guys for being with us. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. And I'm gonna see y'all on the flip side. We'll be back tomorrow for our the uh, Patreon Tuesday show. We got the uh, we'll cover all the latest stuff. I got a mock draft we're going to kick. And then later on for our Patreon is on Q with Big Q, a new edition on Q with Big Q. So with that being said, y'all, I'm going to holler at y'all on the flip side. Please be safe out there, family. Uh, if you're driving on the road, be careful because they got a lot of uh, crazy people out there. <laughs> so y'all be careful. And I'm going to holler at y'all on the flip side. Thanks again, Bob. Much love. Thank Peace. you. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Yeah. I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Long as I'm living, I'm a who that. <laughs>
Lose or winning, I'm, I'm a who that. that. Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. Running this thing like elf. Thank God every day I'm not a felt. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in, that was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shame for the championship. Fucking on town, duck down. Falcons, pluck, get shut down. Panthers ain't much touchdown. The vision really belong to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishing and you probably smell. The crooked referees are Roger Goodell. Look, like this and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose or winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, eh. Where we do that, eh. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, eh. Boogie like this and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. You're listening to the sports coma with Big Q and the guys on the PRO Network. Daily.com. That's right, the Who That Daily.com. Your one-stop shop for everything New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Pelican, LSU Tigers, even the top flight boxing. So if you're a Who That and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team, Who That Daily.com is your site. The Who That Daily.com for the sport Who That in all of us. Check out the Pro Shop. That's right, the Pro Shop is the platform store where you can go and buy all the latest merch to support the platform. Available at the Pro Shops, we have dozens of hundreds of products available for you and your family. Unisex tees for men and women, hoodies and sweatshirts, tank tops, kids and baby items, long sleeve tees, mugs, pillows, wall art, bath bedding, face masks, phone cases, stickers, bags, fanny packs, socks, hats, and many other items. Please feel Feel free to check out the Pro Shops. The link is in the description section below. And remember, it helps the platform continue to grow. Check out the Pro Shop and who that. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.